0: At Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness and he's huge. Hello boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hey, Hi boy. Can
1: we touch him? No, don't. <laughs> Help me! Oh.
0: morning, good morning. Professor Ward Scott here in the manly, manly, warthog man cave here on a a delightful day in the piney woods of north central Florida, God's country, inside the Melon Law Studio, protected by crime prevention 24-7. So, and sponsored Ball, our great sponsors you see rolling by the screen from time to time. In fact, um, On the Spot Cleaners has some of my apparel right now, which I'll be retrieving later today. So, um, there's a lot of things to talk about always, when you um, really feel like somebody needs to set the record straight. I've titled this show today, The Utopian Equity Agenda. Well, what what a mouthful that is. The Utopian Equity Agenda. Now, <clears throat> there's a lot of contradictions to, in, <laughs> among those words for me. Utopian. Um Is utopia achievable by government decree? Or is utopia something the individual carves out for him or herself? By setting up circumstances which are for you pretty ideal. And then of course the challenge becomes protecting those circumstances. I think a number of things impacted. Time, other people wanting part of your utopia, Um, some people not agreeing with what your definition
1: is. So how is it achievable by government decree?
0: Are there any perfect lives? You know, the declaration has a grammatical error in the opening in order to create a more perfect union. The correct grammar would have been in order to correct a more nearly perfect union
1: or just perfect union because perfect is an absolute. It's like a point is a point is a point. If something is perfect, it can't be more perfect. Right? So it can be more nearly perfect or less nearly perfect or least nearly perfect or most nearly perfect. But it can't be more perfect. So
0: obviously that point is never taken up by patriots. It's taken up by grammarians like yours truly, who is trying to help teach people, including himself, to use the language precisely as possible. And it's very difficult to use the language precisely because language is a moving target. It has denotations, as we know, definitions of a language, but those definitions change. And if you go to the dictionary, you say, archaic being the oldest definition of the word. And it's changed considerably sometimes, and sometimes hasn't changed much at all. A connotation is far different.
1: It's what the culture assigns as a value to the word. And words fall in and out of favor
0: for the most mysterious of all reasons. The only word which accurately describes the races as an anthropologist would, are Mongoloid, Caucasian, and Negro.
1: Well, Negro has fallen out of favor.
0: And if you really wanted to place an adjective in front of the noun, which becomes a limiter, you might say
1: European Caucasian. You might say American Negro. Because American Negro is much different. Much different than an African Negro. Much different. Well, how could that be? Well, circumstances of the culture in which the race lives. The Chinese and the Japanese and the,
0: shall we go on? Distinctly different, but still of that particular anthropological group. So, if one uses the language carefully, or tries to, you find that the language really, in so many ways, doesn't get the job done.
1: And when it doesn't get the job done, it leaves room for all sorts of issues, confusions, Um sort of ambiguities, um, things of that nature that
0: can complicate the situation and really add more chaos than it does order. I submit to you that this word
1: equity does that. It is loaded
0: with the comp- connotation, which comes from the political influence of the language. And the reason I bring this up is because I'm going to focus on education today. I'm going to focus on a problem in education, since the school board took
1: this up as a matter yesterday, I believe it was yesterday. School discipline. School discipline is undermining the public school system. <clears throat> it has finally been recognized
0: by the local school board, at least in discussion, as something that needs to be addressed. But let me set the cultural context for you in which this attempt is going to be made. And I'm going to
1: speculate that it will be an unsuccessful attempt because there are circumstances in the greater culture that are affecting
0: the particular issues in the local classroom. Are you with me?
1: Now, let me begin, first of all,
0: with a national perspective. You know I'm a fan of Jason Riley. He's a regular columnist for the Wall Street Journal. He is a,
1: well, Anthropologically, he is
0: a Negro, which he has no problem with. Uh, Politically, I suppose he's an African-American, which is a misnomer, as I'll point out in a moment. Or perhaps a minority or a black person. I don't see those adjectives at all when I see Jason Riley. I just see Jason Ryland. I see Jason Riley, a good-looking man, a smart man, an honest man, and that's it. Someone who's writing, I read. And that says a
1: lot for me.
0: And I find little, if any, fault in. That's how good a writer he is. And the better the writer, the better the thinker. If you don't believe that clear writing is an indication of clear thinking, check yourself when you make something as short as a grocery list. How can you make a grocery list? It's because you know what you want. If you didn't know what you wanted, you wouldn't be able to put the word down there. So you want bread. Now for you, the word bread on the grocery list might be fine, but if you give the grocery list to me and I didn't make it out, then I'm gonna have a question. What might that question
1: be? What kind of bread? And how am I going to know? Are you going to give me a label?
0: Or are you going to give me all wheat? something? That leaves me liberty to choose among whole wheat labels. But if it's for you, it's bread. So always communication is taking place. There's a speaker, someone being spoken to.
1: There's an occasion, there's a reason for it.
0: And in this case, it's so you remind yourself to get the bread. But if you write it for me, you've got to be a little more precise. And in my case, if you wrote the list for me to get it for you, you want me to deliver that what you sent me to get.
1: So now we enter this world of language with words like this, Jason Riley takes the position in a recent column that the term anti-racism causes a bigger problem than racism itself. Well, how can that be? How can that be? Well, he goes on to explain that. If you mandate a living wage, then you price the minorities out of jobs.
0: If you create bail reform measures, and we are totally saturated with them, you make bad
1: neighborhoods even more dangerous because the bail reform measures go easy on repeat offenders. If you create and implement affirmative action admissions policies, You mismatch black students with schools in the name of diversity and boost dropout rates. Jason Riley cites a study
0: conducted by, of all things, the U.S. Education Department which came to believe that policies being advanced by the equity crowd, equity crowd, okay, are
1: contributing to the challenge of actually getting black students up to speed
0: academically. So. Isn't that interesting? Equity has punished their very
1: people. It's trying to help. And because equity is the big priority
0: right now, We have begun to see, have we not? And this is Jason Riley. I'm setting the stage for what's being talked about here locally. A 56% increase in classroom disruptions from student misconduct. 56%! This is according to the Federal Institute for Education Sciences. Now, Jason Riley backs up what he says with documentation.
1: According to the Institute
0: for Ed- Education Sciences, there has been a 49% rise in quote unquote
1: rowdiness outside of the classroom
0: in places such as cafeterias or hallways. Actual physical fights
1: between and among students are up by one-third, and threats of the violence have increased 36%. So the schools are dangerous places. Now, when I was a kid, I went downtown to one of the movie theaters when I was young, and I saw Blackboard Jungle. Theme song was Rock Around the Clock. Blackboard Jungle. Schools can have
0: problems, but the problems have gotten worse now than they were during Blackboard Jungle.
1: Students have always been rebellious. Look at Rebel Without a Cause and James Dean and the 49 Mercury. I love that show. I understood it. But we didn't have guns and knives and gangs in school. We had fights. We went to the bicycle racks and where I was. We wouldn't.
0: Fighting in the hallways. So this student behavior, Riley says, the student suspension policies, which have been pushed by the political left, according to the studies by these educational science groups, have ironically made the
1: matters worse.
0: Under Obama, the education department released a study showing that black students are suspended from school at higher rates than white students, and the Obama research concluded that the only reason
1: was racism.
0: Racism. It wasn't that which I'm going to get into in a minute from actually talking to actual teachers who teach these students or try to, who are the least racist people I know.
1: How does Obama conclude it's racism? Did he go talk to the individual teachers?
0: Similar studies, have shown that whites are suspended at higher rates than Asians.
1: But Jason Riley points out
0: all this study stops there because the statistic stopped fitting their narrative about equity. In other words, the Asian minorities are discriminated against, but that doesn't fit the narrative if you are discriminating against an Asian, it can't be that you're racist. If you're discriminating against a black, the only thing it can be is that you're racist. So this has been a self-feeding circle. When you reduce suspensions, because if you suspend a black, you're a racist then you actually create more disruption and bullying and students actually feel less safe and ironically the ones who see feel least less safe if i can say that construction that way are black students there are black students who are good students just
1: right they want to go to school So you
0: don't find anything, Jason Riley says, after studying your reports, that approaches racial evenness in behavior
1: discipline issues. And the reason is not that the suspension policies are too harsh toward
0: Blacks, which lead the suspensions, then the whites and the Asians. But that they're too lax. This is Jason Riley's conclusion. And Jason Riley is, as I say, well, he's just a smart guy.
1: So this utopian
0: equity agenda, and I took the title of today's show from Jason Riley, I'm giving him credit, might have good
1: intentions, but it has created
0: in school a nightmare, particularly for disadvantaged kids who are trying to get a decent education to better their lives. Now, I did a little research, if you know me, and I talked to some teachers, and let me find my research here,
1: about what they experience Under the heading, of school discipline issues a to a teacher cite disrespect.
0: Disrespect, basically, for the entire system that they're in.
1: Now I submit that if you come to school being taught by Obama, at all, that the system is racist against you, then you come to school with a chip on your shoulder.
0: Ergo, you would have, would you not, disrespect for other students, teachers, staff, and they demonstrate this disrespect in words and deeds, much of which is vulgar. The vulgar language of our society, particularly out of the mouths of women, is amazing.
1: You know, it's one thing for a country boy to spit and say a bad word. And it's another
0: thing for your daughter to roll her window down and scream at somebody out the car. All sorts of filthy language. I tell the story of being at Santa Fe College, walking across the common ground and seeing a female student with the F-bomb, F-U, you know on the front of her shirt saying, I am the God of, since it's a family show, I
1: won't say the word. So I called the president.
0: I said, Mr. President, we have a student on campus, female student with a t-shirt on, that says, I'm the God of FU. He said, oh my golly, what are we gonna do? I said, Mr. President, the only thing I know to do if she comes to my class is say you have a grammatical error. If you're a female, you will be the goddess.
1: Trying to make light of the subject. His concern was that she was wearing that shirt to some of the female professors' classes. But That's a
0: mild version. The teachers I spoke with talk about defiance. The students openly refusing to listen and back talking to adults. Boy, I tell you what. If you ever did that in military school, you, your life would be miserable.
1: If you ever, ever backtalk, whether it was a student officer
0: or one of the military officers in the campus, you would forever and immediately regret it.
1: It would be instant.
0: And you would like to think that you could get out from under that onus, but no. Once you were perceived as that,
1: they never, ever, ever adjudicated it. There were consequences for that. There are no consequences for backtalking an adult. Bullying,
0: consistently intimidating others, even adults. What's that got to do with education? I remember at school, public school I went to, a kid said a a bad word. It was just a mild cuss word by today's standards and the
1: coach who was also the Dean had an older boy, take the younger boy to the men's room and have him wash his mouth out with soap. Oh my God. you imagine that today? You imagine that today?
0: Aggression, physical, verbal violence. This is what the teachers are having to put up with. Lying. And this isn't coming from the students, it's coming from the parents or the whatever it is,
1: that is associated with the kid. <clears throat> the
0: students will lie about what they shared with their parents if they have to take information home, according to what I've learned from these teachers.
1: Not, they don't turn
0: in homework, they don't show the parents the homework or whoever's taking care of them. And often the parents are unable or unwilling to even reciprocate by helping with severe discipline problems. Sometimes even refusing to admit there is a problem.
1: It's just a smattering.
0: A smattering of comments that I've gathered from professional teachers who are at their wits end. Because teachers are being asked to deal with these problems created by these school boards
1: who pass this equity agenda down to the administration. And when the equity agenda, takes root in the school, then the teachers
0: who should be teaching and are not trained to deal with the problems created by the equity agenda, quit. They can't do it anymore. The paperwork required to document the misbehavior of one of these kids by a teacher is not paperwork that has anything to
1: do with learning why
0: you would not write more perfect union. You would write more nearly perfect union. You're right back on the Words Scott Files. Stay tuned. Meldon Law, the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. The Scott Files Gold Sponsors are Lewis Oil Company, Shoot GTR, On the Spot Dry Cleaners, R&R Construction, and Stop Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, thanks. Help me! Help! Help! Now for the weather, brought to you by Lewis Oil. All right, welcome to Ward's Weather Report, uh, sponsored by Lewis Oil, our good friend Wendell Lewis. And we're... Just- have a kind of a delightful day here in the Piney Woods in north central Florida in God's country. 41 degrees started out at, gonna get up around 71. A bright day, the wind has passed through here. And uh, we're sitting in here waiting really, I think, for another round of storms to come through in a couple of days. Meanwhile, Houston and New Orleans are facing dangerous, severe weather threats. And a uh, snowstorm is causing treacherous travel across the northern part of the country. Um, and particularly getting a lot of one-two punch here in uh, the Northeast where we've got uh, finally the snow that travels in a combination of cold air up North and uh, moisture off the Gulf collide and bring a lot of snow and treacherous driving uh, along the um, uh, I-95 corridor and all that. So um, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a situation that um, probably is gonna be around for a little while. It's an absolute delight for, for the skiers, as I've said. And um, um, so for every uh, ill wind, there's always somebody for whom it blows a good. So uh, hunker down where you are. If you're here in North Central Florida in our area, why be delightful about the air, the, the quality of the, of the climate today, but it is a little chilly. Well, we're talking about the culture in our country that has been created by this uh, utopian equity agenda, which is everywhere in our lives. It is affecting the morale of the police. You know, one of the things that is so interesting is in Memphis, Tennessee, the guy who would not comply, who happened to be related to a woman associated pretty significantly with the Black Lives Matter movement, if I remember correctly, uh, because he won't comply and uh, you know they have to tase him to get him to comply. He also runs um, and goes to the hospital and dies. Turns out he has cocaine uh, and, and marijuana in his system. Uh, that couldn't have anything to do with it. One of the interesting things about it was apparently he was a teacher. He was a teacher. Now, I don't know, you know, whatever happened in the days when we had uh, the teacher as the epitome of moral discipline. I remember in our system who those women were and who the men were. And they were well respected within this institution. I could not imagine. I could not imagine any teacher I ever had. Having. Well, first of all, running from the law, and secondly, being saturated with cocaine. I, I, I just, I don't, I don't know what school that was he taught at. That's of course not gonna come out if that was really the case. But Tom Rogan, who is a national security writer for the Washington Examiner, has a column in the journal. And he says that a 19-year-old man was shot and killed on the block he lives on in 2019. He says the killing was deliberate. The gunman even had to pause to reacquire his target. And the defendant was charged with first degree murder. But you know the rest of the story. I'm sure he ended up pleading guilty to involuntary manslaughter and served only three years. Mr. Rogan says late last year, he returned home to find police uh, at the scene of another shooting. And he checked his personal security video And it showed what the police and he himself came to believe were two gunmen hiding in his yard in the shooting's immediate aftermath. These gunmen actually had moved around his yard and crouched right outside his back door. Now this is in the District of Columbia, which he says had 203 Homicides in 2022. In 2012, it had
1: 88. Furthermore,
0: that since the liberal mayor Maro Bowser took office in 2015, 2015, 2015, police ranks have declined because. The judicial system is not imposing consequences on those who commit violent crimes. Are you ready for this? Especially young men and juveniles. These are the very ones who are either causing the disturbances in the schools or being kicked out of the schools. Furthermore, the DC Council, Mr. Rogan writes, has enacted a new criminal code. Are you ready for what this new criminal
1: code is going to do?
0: It is going to, my friends, my students, abolish mandatory minimum sentences for many crimes, and provide only low sentences for first-degree burglary, up to six years, robbery, 14, and first-degree carjacking, 18. Most misdemeanor defendants will be entitled to jury trials and that will cause a huge backlog in the courts. All of this is based on the equity agendas assumption that the criminals are misunderstood and the victims are racist. It's one way to look at it and you can dispute
1: that, but the facts certainly point in that direction.
0: Here is a particular absurdity in the new criminal code that Mr. Rogan
1: cites. It is a distinction between first and second degree burglary. Are you ready? Quote, if you are asleep and you don't wake up while the person is in your house, then that's a lower grade.
0: But if you wake up and you happen to see the person in your house, then that's a higher degree of burglary. The police chief, Robert Conti III, in reacting to that code, told the reporters, this doesn't make any sense at all. So even the D.C. District Police, who are professional and polite, Mr. Rogan writes, are seriously demoralized.
1: They know that well-known
0: repeat offenders who are arrested quickly return to the streets.
1: There you go. Meanwhile,
0: in Memphis, Tennessee, the five policemen, I believe it was five, who finally got the victim to
1: comply, were all fired. And they were all black cops. So, the utopian equity agenda is cops in Atlanta a few days ago. You saw it focus on the burning of a Atlanta police car and the
0: language was, there's hate cops. In the Gainesville City Commission, the communist commissioner, Seiko, advocated for a demilitarization of GPD by doing away with the helicopter and now
1: doing away with the canine. Really? Really? So you have
0: a school system here in Alachua County with a majority of black people on the board who are saying and recognizing that people are leaving the system because of student behavior. Jennifer Cabrera has written about this very well. Very thoroughly, in logical chronicle. But nowhere in these comments by these school board members do I see any conversation about parental
1: discipline and control and responsibility. If that's not there, Now, one of the things my father used to always tell me that if the cops take you to jail, I'm going to tell them to keep you there. Dion
0: McGraw has a son. It's public record, so I can talk about it. Who was arrested behind the state attorney's office with a gun.
1: You know, I've always wondered about, I mean, what, what's going on here? I mean, that's as I remember. I think it's in the papers. Made the papers.
0: It was just one of those events. Now, you know, parents don't, I'm not blaming Dion McGraw. I'm saying, you know, let's give her the
1: benefit of the doubt. You know you can't go out into the streets with your kids. Can't follow them twenty four
0: seven I guess. I know parents who taken cell phones away from kids and taken telephones uh, taking televisions away from kids and They find out anyway.
1: You can't be with those kids 24 seven with your peer group. And McGraw's recognized
0: that people leaving the system because of behavior, good for her. Good for her for bringing it up. But I don't think you're gonna get anywhere as long as they're utopian equity agenda in the system. There's a young man whom I know very, very well, like him a lot. I believe it's for the city of Yanesville. He has a job as a diversity director. I think that's a six-figure job. I'd really like to call him up and say, what do you do all day, man? Do you need a helper? I mean, I like to come down there and, and you know I'll fill out some of the paperwork for you if you just give me a modest part of your six figures say, of your six-figure agenda. And the school board members obviously finally recognize that they've got a problem. But they haven't put the finger where the problem is, and they can't. To give them the benefit of the doubt,
1: the utopian equity agenda is bigger than they are. Now, to the extent they try to cram it into the school curriculum, they have found out that the governor is not going to let that happen. The governor's trying to get everybody back to the three R's. So there's a huge, and he's called call it the Stop Woke Act.
0: But uh, this school board member Abbott says that we have kids sitting in a, Jennifer wrote this, Cabrera. We have kids sitting in a classroom with people who have no idea how to teach reading. Let Let me tell you how you teach reading. You get read to at home by your parents. That's how you teach reading. Attendance. One of the nightmares about the public school system is that a busload of migrant children can pull up to the school system. It's a true story. In the middle of the semester, and the, school, the particular school has to take them, and there's not a one of them who speaks English.
1: I know a teacher who spoke Spanish,
0: who was all of a sudden called from the classroom where she was doing her teaching to suddenly go down and start conversing with a busload of migrant kids who were now the school system had to absorb, who not only came to the system, but came to the system late, and came to the system, couldn't speak the language. It was amazing.
1: Absolutely amazing. So,
0: not only do you have the problem of parents, dropping children off late, you have the problem of the system having to accept them when they're dropped off late and the teacher having to deal with it. Teachers are expected to know how to deal with all these issues with little or no help from the administration. And often the problems stem from home
1: issues that teachers can't deal with. Some of the issues of course are huge.
0: Poverty, illness, family foster care as I just cited, non-English speakers
1: and parents who won't and don't care
0: to help. I sympathize with the Elantra County School Board insofar that they have recognized the problem.
1: But the problem is bigger than the County School Board. Fortunately, the governor is
0: addressing the problem. Of course, it's going to be controversial because there are a lot of people who believe in the utopian equity agenda. One of the members of the research team, that is the community at large, has sent me something that I wanna just sort of close with. It's called HR 61. And it is a bill introduced on January 9th by Sheila Jackson Lee, who is in her 14th term from the 15th district in Texas. A little background on Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. She sits on three congressional committees, Judiciary, Homeland Security. She's a senior member and she's a member of the Budget Committee. She has a BA in political science from Yale.
1: and she has a, juris, a law degree from the University of Virginia. Now you
0: would think a woman of that caliber, the last thing that she would do, would introduce a bill. I'm gonna read the bill as it was presented to me by a member of the research team from the 118th Congress. The bill states to prevent and prosecute white supremacy inspired hate crime and conspiracy to commit white supremacy inspired hate crime and to amend Title 18 United States Code to expand the scope of hate crimes. And in general, a person who engages in white supremacy inspired hate crime when white supremacy ideology has motivated planning, development, preparation or perpetration of actions that constituted a crime, et cetera, et cetera. And the bill is here um, several pages long. My point is, If that's going on in Congress and that's being believed and advocated that there's white supremacists are guilty of hate crimes, it's no wonder that you have discipline problems in the school. For these students,
1: not in all cases, But in some cases, are hearing this at home, in the music, in their peer groups, everywhere. The utopian equity agenda,
0: as it pertains to the transsexual movement, I thought I'd conclude on this because I'm a big Aretha Franklin fan. In 1968, she had a hit song called Natural Woman.
1: The transsexual movement
0: wants to ban that song because it perpetrates multiple harmful anti-trans stereotypes. The organization
1: transsexual people tweeted that there is no such thing
0: as a natural woman. And they conclude that the song has helped inspire acts of harm against transgender women. I I don't know. That would never have entered my mind in a million years. I guess it does. You know, as they say, when Fortune Bros enters and sees all the dead people in the end of Hamlet, uh, where is this sight? And Horatio says, what is it you would see? Well, you see what you see based upon the glasses you're looking through. So I guess if you want it to be so, it's so. If Natural Woman <laughs> inspires acts of harm against transgender women, uh, what the TCMA wants Spotify to do is remove the song Natural Woman. Uh, they, want, they want it remove from Spotify and Apple Music. <laughs> well, I guess that's worth concluding on. Uh, that's my show today. Um, <laughs> that's my show today. And uh, I hope you have a great day. Wardog Command Center
1: out.